This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, I want to talk to you a little bit more about fasting today. And so, you know, I, I kiddingly say not feasting, but fasting. And, uh, you know, you can, you know, what, what Yin was talking about, you can decide to get rid of a certain food. Now, don't get rid of something like broccoli or, you know, cauliflower, because that's something you won't eat anyway, right? So, say, Pastor, I'm really sucking it up this first 21 days. I'm getting rid of broccoli and cauliflower. No, 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 you need, you need to get rid of something that's going to be, somebody say sacrifice. You know, there's something about sacrifice. I, you know, I've been studying about this in the Bible, that God is looking for some sacrifice in our lives. Oh, man, did you have to say sacrifice, Pastor? Yes, God is looking for us to sacrifice something in our lives. Amen. You know, you know, what's what's awesome about God is God sacrificed his son, his very best for us. Think about that. He gave us his son and and, and Jesus sacrificed himself so that we could have eternal life. And so we need to get excited about sacrificing something for God. Amen. So God, uh, I'm just going to recap a little bit on what I ministered last week and move into the message. Uh, God expects us to fast. And, you know, uh, in Mark uh, 2, verse 20, it says, But in the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days. And so, so uh, John's uh, disciples were fasting, so was the Pharisees, but Jesus' disciples wasn't fasting because Jesus was there in the flesh and so they had Jesus at at their beck and call. And, uh, you know, I'm going to say this, that, you know, listen, you are a spirit. You live in a body and you possess a soul and an intellect. Do you know how you're made up? Amen. You're 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 sort of like you're you're, you're like three parts. Amen. And, and the Bible talks about that, that that we were we're, we're spirit, soul and body. Amen. And when you die, your spirit and your soul, they're connected together. They're going to go to either heaven. Well, I, I believe everybody's going to heaven in here. Amen. But uh, or they're going to go to the other place. Amen. And I'm going to say this, that that we're going to have to we're going to have to um, I, we need to be spirit led instead of flesh rolled. And I don't know about you, but if you're going to walk in the best that God has for you, you're going to have to learn to be spirit led. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? And most Christians are, are, are really, I would say a lot of Christians are not spirit led. Amen. They're spirit dead. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, no, they're not spirit led. But 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 they're more body ruled. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And see, that's what, what the fasting is going to be a little bit about. In Matthew 6, 16, uh, it, it gives uh, Jesus talking about giving and, and uh, he's talking about praying and he's talking about fasting. And he says, when you fast, moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites. So we don't want to make a contest out of it, but we want to fast with, you know, with right motives and a right heart attitude. Amen. Uh, you know, you could go and, and say, I'm going to go 21 days on water just to see if I can outdo the pasture. You know, you know, you know, you don't want to you don't want to go that route. Praise the Lord. 
And, you know, you want to fast for, for, for righteous reasons and right, not for competition. Amen. I'm a very competitive person and I like I like to compete. Glory to God. And I like to see what can I do. You know, I'm thinking about doing all the fast. Amen. Just as you know, because I've never tried all. The, I've never tried three days without water. Anybody ever fasted three days without water? Amen. And so we don't recommend that type of fast, but they did that in the Bible. And we'll talk about that. But the, the, the early church practiced corporate fasting and individual uh, fasting in Acts 13, 2 and 3. And this is really uh, the scripture that got me on to fasting because we didn't used to fast as a church when I first started pastoring. Uh, I wasn't really taught a lot about fasting. I was taught a lot about faith. But I, I didn't know really a lot about fasting. And I realized that uh, just my own personal story. Uh, I used to deal with anybody ever deal with depression in here. Anybody ever have any bad days? And I used to, you know, Monday morning, I had the Monday morning blues. And, I, and you know, I, I would have to try to shake some of these things off. Anybody ever have to shake anything off with your, your emotions? Glory to God. And then you know, I found this scripture about fasting. And then I found out about all the benefits of fasting. I started doing it one day a week. And I noticed that my Mondays started becoming better. And I wasn't dealing, I, I wasn't, seemed like I wasn't fighting the flesh, you know, fighting the enemy. You know what I'm saying? And the devil, listen, the devil has your number. And he knows your weakness. And he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna mess with you. And the devil is going to try to come against you. And really, he doesn't want you to fast. Why? Because he's going to fight you. See, he's not going to fight you with where you're at in God right now. He's going to fight you where you can be in God. See, see, it's where you can be in God. It's it's going to that next level. Amen. And I want to go to that next level. It was like Jesus. You know, when Jesus, he got water baptized. He's never done a miracle in his entire life. He was water baptized. And then he went into the wilderness. And the Bible said he fasted for 40 days and then became hungry. Amen. You know, you know, when you fast, you know, you don't get hungry until until 40 days. So relax about the 21. Amen. It really takes 40 days for you to really kick in. Really, we're just used to eating and it's just habit. And we just got to get rid of that habit. Amen. And so and so Jesus, you know, he never did a miracle or anything before uh, he went through the wilderness. And I'm telling you, fasting is sort of kind of like going through a wilderness. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And, and I, I'm telling you, when you when you fast, there's going to be some sometimes there, there's going to be things that's going to come out of you that you never thought would come out of you. Why is that? Because your flesh is being crucified. Amen. And pressure is putting on your flesh. And what you're doing is you're 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 you know, David said, I humble myself with fasting. And it actually says, it actually says in Psalms 35, it says, I humble my soul with fasting. And your soul wants to control your life. You know that? Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And a lot of times our soul wants to control our lives. I was watching TV the other day and I was just flipping the channels and I was really going to and I, I like watching ministry and I don't really watch a lot of TV for entertainment. And uh, there was uh, the Green Lantern was on and I was fighting between watching the Green Lantern and Kenneth Copeland. And it was like, go back to Green Lantern. You know what I'm talking about? And, uh, 
Anybody know what I'm talking about here? And, uh, and I was like, you know, and I was thinking, and my flesh wanted to go back to the Green Lantern. I used to collect comic books and all that. And my flesh, wanted, but, 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 but my spirit man says, no, you need, you need to feed your spirit. And so sometimes it's a constant struggle. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's a constant struggle between the flesh and the spirit. And we're constantly struggling, trying to stay in line. Am I talking to the right group today? And so, so what we need to do is when we're, when we're fasting and praying, we, fasting and praying is, is and, and that's why I want to do the combination, fasting and praying. Fasting is disconnecting from the world. Amen. And praying is connecting to God. And so when you're fasting, you're disconnecting to the world influences. And there's a lot of bling bling out there. There's a lot of stuff out there that will try to draw you in. Amen. And try to get you, you know, the the the, the world is going to be uh, the world. I'm talking about the world. I'm not talking about Christian and a Christian church, but the world's going to be entertained to hell. They're all about entertainment. They're all about what makes the flesh feel good. They're all about that. You know, they're, they're all about that. The world is all about getting their flesh satisfied. But we as Christians, praise God, we don't put our flesh first. We put God first place. And so we want to put God in the right place in Jesus name. So 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 uh, so they ministered to the Lord in Acts 13 two. And a group of people got together and they ministered corporately. And, and then it says uh, uh, in Acts 13, 2 through 3, it says, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. The Holy Spirit spoke, so somebody may have prophesied. Then they fasted and prayed and laid hands on them and they sent them out. So, uh, you know, they were in corporate and the Holy Spirit spoke and gave direction and I, I don't know about you, but I, I, I want direction in my life. I want some wisdom in my life. And I'm telling you, I need wisdom. You know, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. And I need some wisdom. I need to walk in some wisdom. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You know, the beginning of being lifted up, the beginning of God lifting a person up is, is, is humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God. He will exalt the humble, but he will bring down the prideful. And so when we fast, what we're doing, we're, we're all, it's an ultimate humility test. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Now, I know some of you might have physical issues and might be taking medicine, but you can do without some of the sugar. Oh, pastor, did you have to go there? You, you can do without some of the processed food. You can go a little bit more natural. Natural food. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You can work something out. Don't say, well, I take medicines. I'll oh, forget the 21 day. No, fast something, glory to God. Take a sac coffee. That could be a sacrifice for some people. That might be your love in the morning. You might be in love with coffee. You, you need that caffeine. But you think about You wake up and you think about coffee. And you got that brewer already brewing and you smell that coffee. And it just draws you. Coffee. Coffee. Woo! Coffee. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? You drink that mm, coffee. Well, you might need to sacrifice some coffee. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? 
Amen. You might want to let go of that, that caffeine because it might be a, it might make turn you into a fiend. Are you hear what I'm saying? Today? That caffeine is addicting. It is. And that's why, you know, Starbucks is a multi-billion dollar. I don't know how much money they make, but I'm sure they're probably over a billion dollars in revenue. Amen. They're making lots of money. And I, I, I spend way too much money at Starbucks. So if I listen, I, I'm deciding I'm going to try to cut out coffee. I'm not going to make a promise to you today, but I'm, I'm going to try to cut off coffee. I failed last year. And I ended up drinking a little bit of it. Amen. But uh, praise God. But they say, they say no condemnation. There's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Amen. So you listen, if, if you if, just try, I think God just wants us to try. Even if we if, if, if we don't go for the full 21 day, just give it a shot. Just try. Amen. Ask God for his grace. Amen. And then, then Paul reveals uh, then, then Paul reveals that he fasted in 2 Corinthians eleven twenty seven, and he talks about suffering. Can somebody say suffering? suffering. Ooh, man. Listen, you know, Paul said it this way. He said that he wanted to be conformed to the image of Christ. And, he, and Paul said, I want to experience Christ's sufferings. In other words, if you're going to live for God... There's going to be some crucifixion of your flesh. There's going to be some suffering. Pastor, I don't I didn't come out here to hear that. I, I, I want a message that's going to tell me that I don't have to do nothing and still be blessed. No, you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to line up with God. You're going to have to get into a place. You're going to have to get under the spout where the glory comes out. Are you hear what I'm saying today? And so we have to get, you know, it's a it's a two sided contract. Amen. I mean, it's not just God's doing everything and you do nothing. No, we got to do something, too. We got to we got to walk upright before him and we got to do what he's calling us to do. We need a we need a, a be givers. We need to give out of a heart of love. Amen. We need to be prayers. The Bible says pray with all manners of prayer. We need to be praying. Glory to God. And we need to be fasting. I know we, we, that's not too popular today. Amen. So, 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 so we want to fast to break the strongholds because we don't want our soul ruling us. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, this is a great one for fasting. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service of worship. So, so your body is supposed to be a living sacrifice for God. Amen. In other words, the Bible says that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. God doesn't just dwell in buildings. He, he you know, in the old, in the old Testament, he, he dwelled in a tabernacle, but, he, but he's, he's dwelling in you. And, you know, the Bible says in him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being. I want God moving through me much easier than he can when we're walking in the spirit. If we're walking in the flesh, it's hard for God to move through us. And I want God moving through us. I want to be a a tabernacle for God. Amen. And he says, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Proving the good and acceptable, perfect will of God. Amen. You know, uh, in Hebrews 12, 1, 
it talks about that, that we are surrounded with a great cloud of witnesses. And it talks about laying aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So, so each one of us has a race. Look at your neighbor and say, you're in a race. And so you you are in a race today and everybody's race is a little different. But 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 what can hinder our race is that sin that so easily besets us. And so what what we're going to do is I believe in this fast in this 21 day fast. Some of these sins that's been holding us back from moving into the fullness of what God has for us are going to be brought down. Amen. We're going to bring down those those weaknesses. Glory to God. Maybe you have anger issues. I won't go there, but maybe you're impatient. Maybe. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I, I, you know, I deal with those kind of issues myself so I can talk about them. Amen. I get I, I get impatient with people on the road. It, it amazes me. Glory to God. I don't even want to talk about it. Amen. And it says in Romans six twelve, it says this. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey its lust. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourself to God as being alive from the dead and your members of instruments of righteousness to God. For Now, I love this part. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but you are under grace. You're not under the law this morning. You're under grace and grace empowers you. It empowers you to walk out of the things of the flesh. The grace of God enables us to walk in the righteousness of God, walk in the holiness. Uh, Let me put it that way. Walk in the holiness of God. We already have right standing because of the blood of Jesus. You can't obtain your righteousness by holy living. You already have right standing. So I want to correct that. But you can walk in more holiness. Oh, pastor, do you have to use that word holy? Oh, my holy, holy. Yes, holy. God, he said, you know, without holiness, somebody that the word of God says without holiness, you cannot see God. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying to you today. And, you know, I I, I like that. And and some say, well, that means you're not going to make it to heaven. No, I think what it means is that you that you won't see God moving in your life. You won't see God in the scriptures. You won't see his grace and his mercy in in the scriptures. Uh, You you won't see, uh, you won't have a revelation of God's goodness unless you're walking in holiness. Be holy as I am holy, says the Lord. And so holy means being, holy means, it doesn't mean not wearing any makeup, ladies. I mean, that's not, that doesn't mean that you're unholy if you if you wear makeup or or are you hearing what I'm saying today or if ladies if you're wearing pants or a pants suit now that's not has nothing to do with holiness holiness is being separated unto God Amen are you listening to what I'm saying today it's being separated unto God and it's it's being separated from the world be ye separate come out from amongst them come out from amongst the worldly people Come into a godly uh, uh, place. Come into church where you have God-fearing people that will help you and strengthen you and bring you into that next level in God. 
So I, I'm saying this to you today. Sin shall not have dominion over you. It doesn't matter what weakness you're dealing with. It doesn't matter the issues you're dealing with. This fast is going to break those things off you. And this is going to be one of your greatest years in the Lord. You, somebody say this year is my year. This year is my year. It's your year this year. This is the year you're breaking through. This is a year that you're going to have more joy. This is a year you're going to have more peace. This is a year you're going to have more love. This is your year. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? This is your year. Say it again. This is my year. Amen. So fasting and prayer, as I see it, you know, and sometimes I think and I believe that some of us are nervous about getting close to God. You know, the enemy will try to get you nervous. The enemy will try to get, well, you never know. You get close to God and then he might make you a missionary in some foreign country that, that has only wells to drink out of. Or you might have to carry your water. Now, listen, listen, I, I'm going to debunk that because the enemy is trying to get us nervous. Some of us nervous in getting close to God. Like, like the enemy will try to make you, well, if you get close to God, you're not going to have any life. It's going to be all God. Well, it might be a good thing. As a matter of fact, you will have more life if you get with God. You know, I love this. You know, uh, in Matthew, uh, well, in Psalms 37, 4, I love this. And this scripture debunks that idea. It says here in Psalms 37, 4, delight yourself also in the Lord. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. You know what? The Bible says when you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. And I'm going to say this, that God has downloaded everything that that you're going to ever going to desire is in your heart. And you have to unlock that and find out that what that is. You know, God wants you blessed. God wants you uh, eating the best, living in the best, driving the best, and wearing the best. God wants, wants you. He wants to unlock the blessings to you. He wants to reveal to you. And when you serve God, listen, he takes care of those that serve him. Where God leads, he feeds. Where God guides, he provides. That's hot off the press. You better just write that down. Glory to God. So delight yourself in the Lord and he will make he will give you the desires of your heart. I, I like what it says in, in Matthew six thirty three. why we're doing this in Matthew six, chapter six. Uh, uh, Jesus was talking about worry in Matthew six. He was talking about don't worry about your life. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Don't worry. I don't know about you, but I want less worry this year. I don't want to worry like I did last year. I don't even want to worry like I did this morning. Thinking that I hope this outfit looks all right. I just don't want to worry. I just don't like worrying. I don't, I want to be a, I don't want to be a, wor- a worrier. I want to be a warrior. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I don't want to be a worrier for Christ. I want to be a warrior. 
for Christ. I want to roar for Christ. Amen. I don't want to be. I don't want to be. I don't want to have fear govern me. I don't want fear keeping me down. I, I don't want to have fear of the future. Anybody ever deal with that kind of stuff? I wonder where, what's going to happen tomorrow. I wonder where I'm going to be at tomorrow. Your, your future is bright in Jesus name. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And, and so the remedy, the, the fear, Jesus said it this way. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. So the remedy for fear is seeking God. And I can't think of the better way to seek God is by humbling ourselves with prayer and fasting. I, I, I can't think of any better way. I mean, that, I mean, that's the ultimate way to seek God. If you're going to seek God, I'm talking seeking God on your knees, fasting and praying, sacrificing to the Lord. You know, I was uh, I, I try to give my daughter a bedtime story at night. I I have a ritual with my my daughter and she can't go to bed unless I pray with her and tuck her in and do all this fun stuff. I mean, she cannot go to bed unless she's a daddy. Yeah, it's getting late. I was working on a sermon. Okay, I'll get there. It's getting late. I got to get to bed. So I got to get over there. I need and and I I used to just do I I I got a little lazy and started talking, you know, giving her these little kids bedtime stories. Now, now I'm talking, now I'm talking to her about the Bible and I'm giving, I'm giving her really deep stuff in the Bible. She's falling asleep faster than I ever thought she would. Are you listening to what I'm I mean, deep stuff in the Bible. <laughs> kind of like you guys right now, but we won't go there. And, uh, and, uh, and so, so, so I, I, I was talking to her about Noah last night and I was talking about how Noah, uh, you know, how God saw all the evil in the world and, and, and how, how, how God was sad that he made human beings. Can you believe that? God was actually sad. And, and, and how the Bible said that God said, uh, found Noah and Noah was, was, he was a, he, 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 he wasn't so geared to his flesh. He was geared to God. Amen. And the Bible said that God found, uh, that Noah found favor in the eyes of God. And, and, and the Bible talks about how, how God revealed to him what he was going to do to the planet. He was going to flood it out. And, and what was so interesting about this story, and I was telling her about this. I was getting revelation while I was talking, while she was sleeping. But anyway, um, as I was talking to her about this, you know, he came off that boat. And the first thing that he did when he came off the ark, he, he made a sacrifice. He set up a sacrifice to the Lord and, and, and he took an animal. And he's, something, why, I don't know why God likes sacrifices, but it seems like he likes sacrifices. And the Bible says that when he sacrificed this animal unto the Lord, it, it, it came up as a sweet smelling aroma unto the Lord. The Lord was blessed. You know, the sacrifice, you know, every sacrifice they did in the Old Testament to cover their sin really represents Jesus and the sacrifice that Jesus paid so that we could have a relationship with God. And so every time that, he, that I believe that God saw the sacrifice, he actually saw his son in that sacrifice, thinking about how much he loves us and that he's going to have a relationship with us and that the devil couldn't keep us, that the devil couldn't have us, that he was buying us back from the auction block of sin. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today, that we're bought with a price. That's why the Bible says glorify God in your bodies because we're bought with a price. Amen. And so 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 seeking God is an ultimate way of 
of, of, of uh, well, fasting and prayers, all the way of seeking God. And I love Jeremiah 20, 29, one of my favorite scriptures. It says, for I know the thoughts and one translation says plans as well. I know the thoughts and plans that I, uh, that I, uh, I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a future and hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with part of your heart. That's right. That's right. It says that, right? It doesn't say part of your heart. See, a lot of, a lot of us, I don't know about you, but I think sometimes we can, we, we can be uh, just serving God part way. We, we can be praying and watching TV at the same time. We, are, you, are you hearing what I'm saying today? In other words, we're juggling two different things. And you know, God, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you know, you could be cooking and praying. That, that's okay. You should pray all the time. I understand that. But, 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 but we, we're kind of, we're separating ourselves. We're, 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 we're giving some more, more prudence or more, more, more uh, to something else instead of God. God wants our full attention. You know, it's interesting to me that that God, you know, you know, it's funny that the greatest commandment, it's interesting that the greatest commandment is God expects us to love him. God wants us to love him. What? With our hearts, with our souls. God's a jealous God. God wants us to love him. He's not going to make us love him. He's not going to pressure us to love him. He wants us to love him willingly without being pressured. Amen. And I'm telling you, when you start loving God and you're willing to sacrifice, you know, some some food to receive more of God. I really believe that pleases God. Do you believe that today? And I believe that today. Praise God. So, so I really believe this, that fasting and prayer brings, brings the, 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 the favor of God into our life. You know, God loves us with an everlasting love. But I believe that God, that, 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 that God can favor some more than others. Hello. I believe that God can favor some more than others. And, and, and we, you can't earn God's blessings, but you can come into a place where I believe that you can become a person where God highly favors. He, he highly favored Noah. He, he, the, Noah, the Bible says, was a preacher of righteousness. In other words, Noah was a God man. And, 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 and so there was favor that, you know, Noah found favor in the eyes of, why? Because he loved the word of God. God's looking for somebody to love him. He's looking for somebody to reciprocate his love. Well, how do you know that, pastor? Well, well, just the fact that when Jesus, when the ten leopards cried out, heal us, and Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest, and, and all ten were healed, but only one came back. And when that one came back to Jesus, Jesus said, where's the other nine? Weren't there ten cleansed? Where's the other nine? In other words, there's very few people that that want to reciprocate God's love. And I don't know about you, but I want to reciprocate God's love. I I want to love God because he loved me first. And I want to I want to I want to continue to grow in my love. With God. Somebody say grow in your love with God. See, we should love God more today than yesterday. 
We, we should love God more tomorrow than, than today. We should be ever falling in love with our Lord and our Savior. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Amen. So, I was thinking about a song that we used to sing. I keep falling in love with you, falling in love with you, falling in love with you again. Something like that. It keeps getting sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. I don't know the rest of the song. But, but anyway, but but are you listening to what I'm saying today? We need, we need to start singing. Some of you might need to start singing some songs back to the Lord. Some of you, might, some of you guys aren't praising and worshiping God enough. Some of your, your, your life is a little blah. You need, to start, you need to start enjoying the presence of God and do an Easter bunny hop. Are you listening to me? You need to get excited. Why? Because God's excited about you. Man, do you know how much he loves you? He loves you with an everlasting love. Glory to God. He loves you more than the angels. And I would have to say this. He, he loves you. He loves you. Just as much or even maybe more than Jesus, his son, because he was willing to give up his son, Jesus, for us. He was willing to be separated from his son. Never separate. The Trinity was never separated. They were always together. Think about this. The Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit never separated. And in that day that Jesus went on the cross, God could not have sin in his sight. Jesus became sin. And that's where Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And the Trinity was separated. Jesus was separated from the Father so we could be connected. And I want, I want that real relationship with God again. I don't know about you, but I need a renewal. I need to be renewed in my spirit. I need a fresh touch from God. I, I, I've been walking in some dry days lately. And I don't want my days to be dry anymore. I want, I want to be, man, I want to sense his presence again. I, I want to have that joy in my life again. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I'm telling you, I need that. I need a fresh touch from God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You know, Nehemiah, in the book of Nehemiah in the Old Testament, because fasting brings favor. And Nehemiah was a cupbearer to the king of Persia. And Nehemiah, you know, there was somebody that came and told him about the broken down walls of Judah. And, and, and this was, you know, they were in captivity and, and they were allowing some of the, the people to go back to Judah. Uh, and, and some people already lived there. And there were broken down walls. And Nehemiah uh, got, you know, started seeking God about the broken down walls. And, and he had a heart to, to rebuild those walls of Judah. And the Bible says that Nehemiah fasted and prayed and asked God to forgive the people for their sin. And he, and he just prayed and fasted. And, uh, and then the next, the next scene, he's in front of the king. And he's the cupbearer. And you're supposed to be happy in front of the king. And he had a sad countenance. But you know what? The king said, what's wrong, Nehemiah? And Nehemiah said, well, how, basically, he said, how can I be happy when the walls are broken down? And the king said, uh, uh, well, basically, the, God gave him favor with the king. And the king says, well, what do you need to do? He said, I need to rebuild the walls. And the king said, well, you know what I'm going to do? Uh, not only are you the cupbearer, but I'm going to make you the governor of Judah. 
I mean, just favor. I mean, not only did he, he went from a cupbearer to, to the governor of Judah, a, a title already. And he said, and he, what else do you need? Well, I need the supplies. Well, here's some pay, here, here, here's a decree. Here's, here, you got all the supplies. What else do you need? I'm telling you, I like that. And Nehemiah was able to go back and he was able to build, rebuild the walls. And of course, he had opposition and people were trying to come against him. And every time that we're trying, we start moving forward in God, bet your bottom dollar, there's going to be some opposition. The devil doesn't want you fasting and praying. The devil doesn't want you getting close to God. The devil doesn't want you to have a breakthrough this year. The devil doesn't want you to walk in peace and joy like he, like God wants you to. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's going to be some opposition. You're going to be fasting and your stomach's going to be growling after about an hour and a half. And you're thinking, is this worth it? I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know. I mean, I, I just, man, I skipped breakfast and that's my favorite meal of the day. And, and it's already, it's, you know, I normally eat at 10. It's already 1130 and I'm, my stomach's growling, man. Man, you got to tell your stomach to get back. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? In other words, don't allow, don't allow your, your, uh, your, your, the urges that God has given us, our natural hunger urge. And, and, you know, don't allow those to control you, glory to God. And so, and so we don't want our bellies to control us. We want our spirit to control us. Can I get an amen? amen. And then Queen Esther fasted. And she fasted and because the Jews were, there was a, a man named Haman that wanted to kill all the Jews. And he was close to the king. And Esther was married to the king and she was a Jew. And, uh, and so what happened was that, you know the story, uh, Haman went, uh, had the king make a decree that all the Jews could be annihilated on one day that everybody could go against the Jews. And so, but, but you know, uh, king, uh, Queen Esther, you know, she hadn't seen the king in over a month. He hadn't, you know, normally the king has to call for you, amen, if he wants to see you. Um, uh, they're not going to bring that back in marriage, guys. Okay, well, anyway. Um, so, uh, so, so, so. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying today. And so he lets you call. And she wasn't called on. Mordecai says, you need to talk to the king. And she said, well, you know, if I go to the king without him calling on me, it could be off of my head. And then Mordecai says, you think you're going to escape? What's going to happen if you don't if you don't do something? You know, God could raise somebody else up to save us Jews. And but you you won't escape. She said, well, maybe I need to do something. <laughs> Are you, and perhaps this is perhaps you've been. Chosen for a time such as this. That's that famous. I'm going to say this to you today. You are in Exceed Life Church and you're chosen for a time such as this to do something great in the kingdom of God. Or you listen to what God is raising up, not warriors, but warriors in this place today. Can you believe it today? This church is moving forward in 2019. Glory to God. And Queen Esther fasted and she fasted and she went into the chambers of the king. And the king had a had a had a, a royal staff. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, and, and if he if he didn't put it, point it towards her, it would have been off with her head. And so she came in and he pointed that staff and that means that he would give her up to half his kingdom. So she fasted. She had them fast and pray for three days without water. And she got favor with the king. How many people could stand some favor? How many people can stand some open doors? How many people can stand some, some uncommon grace? How, how many, how many people can stand to win publish a clearing house? No, I won't go there. But how many people? 
Are you listening to what I said? Publishing Clearinghouse. Do they still do that? I don't know. My dad used to do that all, all trying to win that Publishing Clearinghouse. Amen. And remember the stamps that you used to collect? Okay, we won't go there, but green stamps. Okay, but uh, and then, you know, so Esther had favor and the king was able to write up a command. Or it's called an edict uh, to write up a command where the Jews could protect themselves. Haman ended up getting hung on his own gallows that he wanted to, to hang Mordecai, her uncle, on. And Mordecai took his place and became a, 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 a big time person under the king's leadership. And then the, then the people didn't want to attack the Jews because they knew Mordecai had a high position. And so the Jews really made out like a tall dog on that day that they were supposed to be annihilated. And not one of the Jews lost. I don't believe any of the Jews. I didn't read. I don't think any of the Jews lost their lives that day. Glory to God. They were divinely protected. Amen. I love it that uh, there was pending judgment. Uh, for the, you know, where Jonah was called uh, to a city called Nevada. No, I'm sorry, not Nevada. Nineveh. I, I wrote that earlier. Nineveh, not Nevada. You know, that could be a, that could be a sin city too. Uh, Nevada, what, what happens in Nevada stays in Nevada, right? Yeah, but Nevada, you know, Nineveh. They sound alike, don't they? Nevada, Nineveh. And Anyway, you get my humor. But, uh, but Nineveh and, 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 and Jonah, you know, didn't want to preach the Ninevites because they were mean people. And really, you know, there's some people you just feel like they just need to get the judgment of God. Anybody ever feel that way? Man, they should just get the judgment of God. They should just curse God and die. Now, don't be talking about your spouse like that. But listen, but, 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 but the thing is, is that some people you feel should go to Oh, we want H-E double toothpicks. Are you hear what I say? But we shouldn't be feeling that way. But Jonah was feeling that way, that the whole city should be wiped out. But see, God, see, God, really, God's whole, listen, God doesn't want to judge us. God doesn't want, God, God doesn't even desire for anybody to go to hell. It doesn't make God happy that people are going to hell. God doesn't say, "Woo, man, another one's biting the dust. Yeah, glory to God. Another one bit the dust today. No, God, God is not like that. The Bible says he, 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 he loved us so much while we were dead in our trespasses. Christ died for us. And the Bible says he's not willing that any perish. God's not willing that anybody. In other words, God's going to try to do everything he can to keep you from going to hell. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? He's going to try to do everything he can, even send you to Exceed Life Church to let this crazy preacher preach to you, amen, about the goodness of God. And he's going to do everything he can to keep you from going to hell, glory to God. And so, so God, God didn't want, God does, listen, listen, if you guys, listen, the church can be judged too. You say, well, you know, all my sins are washed in the blood and I, I, I'm past the judgment side of it. No, no, there, listen, you, the, the Bible says judgment can begin in the house of the Lord. So we can still be judged down here as well as when we, when we get in front of Jesus at the judgment seat of Christ. Are oh, you listening to me today? Have you gone home? Boy, Pastor, I don't want to hear that one today. Listen, I don't want to be judged for, for not doing what God wants me to do. I don't want I don't want judgment to come down on my life. I want to do what God wants me to do. And I want to do it with a good attitude. Because it's the willing and obedient that eat the best of the land, not just the willing. 
In other words, we got to be willing and we have to have an obedient heart to eat the best of the land. And that's what fasting will do. It will connect, disconnect us from our emotions and our feelings and it will get us into a place where we're, we're one with the Lord. Glory to God. And so, so, so Nineveh had pending judgment and Jonah, you know the story, Jonah preached and, uh, and, and, and what the Bible says is that, that from the king down to the common people, they put themselves in sackcloth and ashes and they fasted. And the Bible said they fasted and they humbled themselves. Somebody say humble. And they humbled themselves. And the Bible says that God relented for what he was going to do. And Jonah got mad about it. And God, in other words, they, they went ahead and humbled themselves. They turned from their wicked ways. They, they fasted and prayed. And God said, okay, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them grace. I'm going to give them mercy. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? They were a wicked nation. And, 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 they, and they fasted. And, and, they, and, they, and they humbled themselves under the mighty hands of God. And listen, that, that is a key. You know, when we fast, when we give up something, God will do something, glory to God. God will move in your life. You will have the grace of God in your life. Glory to God. You know, I, I'm just going to finish this off with just giving you just the different uh, types of fast. Uh, uh, the absolute fast is the full fast. This fast is without food and water. I don't recommend you do that because that's hard on your body. But, 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 but you know, uh, Queen Esther did that for three days. The Apostle Paul, when he got knocked off his horse, I don't know if you remember that, he was Saul to persecute the Christians going to Damascus. He got knocked off his horse. And the Bible said that he fasted. You know, he was blinded by the light. And he, he, they, they led him into a room. And uh, he fasted for three days before, you know, the, uh, the man of God came in and prayed for him and his and the scales was removed from his eyes. Glory to God. And, and he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But he started his ministry in, in fasting. Amen. But without water. But I don't recommend you do that. The complete fast goes without uh, without food, only drinking water. And and so I, I would recommend that, you know, I've done a, a lo- some long fasts. And I'm telling you, after five days without food, it gets easy. Oh, pastor, did you go there? I mean, the first four, five days, it's war. The first two or three days, you're in a war. You're in a physical battle. But after five days, it's like, man, I'm good. Because there is going to be a place when you're fasting where it's going to get easy. And it's going to get to a place where you're sensing the very presence of God. And, and there's going to get a place where you're just where you're sensing the presence and the peace and the joy of God. I do one day fast already and I and I get into that place. Now, there's there's the other side of it, too, where you may feel grumpy and you might get irritated and all that. That's another side of it. Amen. But you're going to have to push through that side. Hey, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Or you got to push through, you know, the, 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 that, that side of it. And, and, and if you are, sometimes you may experience loneliness in a fast. And that's just the devil trying to get you to, to, to break your fast. He, that's just the devil trying to keep you from, from breaking through to the new you in this new year. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? The partial fast or the intermittent fast is a fast into, uh, uh, it's with food. Uh, with uh, and water and and you can and you can basically eat what you want, but you do it in short amount of times. Amen. 
Uh, I, I don't know if you noticed or not, but I've lost about 10 pounds last year. How do you, how, how do you, do you want to know an easy way to lose 10 pounds? Cut off your head. No, I won't go there. But uh, a way to lose 10 pounds. I lost 10 pounds over the year. And I did that with intermittent fasting. And what does that mean, Pastor? What I did was I, sh- I shored the, the, the times that I ate. And, and, and so I, I had longer times of not eating. And so I would go with 16 hours without food, eight hours with food. So you could do like t- from, from 12, you could eat lunch from 12 to 8. And you go without food for 16 hours. They say once you hit 12 hours of fasting, once you hit 12 hours of fasting, um, uh, your body uh, starts to rejuvenate itself. It starts to rejuvenate and, 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 and it starts releasing the toxins out of your body and your body starts repairing itself. Isn't that wonderful? God wouldn't have us do something that would not be a blessing. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? It would be a blessing to, to your body. I, I, was, I was listening to this one doctor and he said that fasting will, will, will uh, increase uh, uh, your brain cells. It can actually... It can actually uh, cause you not to lose your memory. Amen. Glory to God. It can enhance your brain cells. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? It, it, can, it, can, it can do other things in your body. That it, it, it's a healing process into your body. Are you hear what I'm saying? He says fasting will even help you with arthritis. And, and if you have any kind of disease that deals with, uh, you know, your, your body with, with, where you have inflammation, it will actually bring down inflammation. To what, what, listen, what feeds cancer and boils is, is sugar. Sugar. Cancer lives on sugar and glucose. And most of us are, 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 are we feeding our bodies a lot of sugar. And you say, well, I don't eat a lot of sugar. Bread turns into sugar. Pasta turns into sugar. Potatoes turn into sugar. Uh, are you hearing what I'm saying today? You say, oh, I guess I eat a lot of sugar. Oh, yeah. All that stuff turns into sugar. And, and that's why, you know, we need to be very careful. That's why in the Daniel's fast about, you know, no breads, no meats, no none of that stuff. No, no meats, no sweets, no bread. And you're eliminating that stuff. And then your body starts operating in a better system when you're eating just regular uh, rabbit food. Glory to God. Raw food. Amen. When you're eating foods that, that are natural and that God's created and all the processed stuff that we eat, I'm telling you, we're putting stuff in our bodies that we wouldn't put in our cars. So you hear what I'm saying to you today? We don't realize that a hostess ho-ho, a Twinkie here, uh, you know, a scooter pie, whatever. All this stuff, man, it will hurt you. I'm telling you, it will hurt you. You need to to allow your cells and and your body. And and most of us, we don't we don't give our our digestive system a rest. You know, you know, Jesus, uh, even God talks about, you know, the Sabbath day being a day of rest that you need to have a day of rest. And, you know, we need to give our bodies rest. We need to give our digestive system a rest. And I'm telling you, if you do this fast, this this 21 day, you buy into it. I'm trying to get you to buy into it. Amen. You're going to I really believe you're going to see some awesome results from it. You know, Daniel, when he fasted, we were talking about, 
doing the Daniel fast. And when he fasted, he eliminated all the sweets and the meats and he just ate, you know, vegetables and and water. And and the Bible said that he was seeking for wisdom and direction. And I really believe that fast really strengthened his the the angels to get what they needed to do. the, The answer to him, because the Bible says when he fasted, when he when he prayed and fasted for 21 days, there was a there was an angel that in the heavenlies holding back the angel that had the answer. And uh, and so uh, and so they so finally they had a breakthrough. God had to send another angel. So two angels to take care of one of these principalities. And I'm telling you, there are principalities that are trying to hold back some of your blessings. There are demonic spirits. that are trying to keep some of us down there. I'm telling you, we're, we're going to need a breakthrough. We're going to need it. We need to pull out the big guns. We need to pull out prayer and fasting. We need to start doing the big. We need to show God that we're serious. That that we're serious about our breakthrough this year. That we're serious about walking in more peace. That we're serious about breaking these, some of these addictions that are keeping us down. That we're serious. And when we start getting serious and we start fasting and praying and doing without food, sacrificing, the greatest blessing is always on the altar of sacrifice. And when we sacrifice, God sees that sacrifice. He sees that and he, he's blessed by it. And the Bible said that Daniel was was uh, man. I, I had it in here that, that Daniel was was um, uh, uh, a favored one of God. The angel said you 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 are uh, highly esteemed before God. The Bible actually says that Daniel was highly esteemed in God's eyes. Ooh, I don't know about you, but I want to be highly esteemed in God's eyes. I want to, I, there's not a lot of people that fast and pray, but I'm telling you, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it regardless of how I feel, regardless of what my body says. I'm going to press through because this year I'm declaring, I'm decreeing will be the greatest year of my life and of your life. Did you receive it today? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you today. We give you honor and glory and all praise. I thank you, Father God, that this church is going to a new level in you. I thank you, Father God, marriages are, are, are growing and becoming stronger in you. The singles are getting stronger in you. The single adults. I thank you, Father God, that the children are ten times wiser than the world. Glory to God. I thank you, Father God, for increase that we declare that we'll have favor and increase this year in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, for all that's in this room today. I thank you for those that are watching online. And if you, right now, you know you need to make a move towards God, you can join us if you're watching online. You don't have a church home with our fast of 21 day. But more than that, you need to get God in your life. Today is the day of salvation. You may not have another chance. I want you to pray this prayer and mean it in your heart. If you're ready to move forward in God, say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised to the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. I'm turning my back on sin, Satan in the world, and I'm turning fully to you. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.
We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.